For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Beaulieu. Over the past 175 years, the professional services firm Deloitte has built a lofty reputation as a leader in audit, consulting, tax, and advisory services. Serving a network of member firms spanning more than 150 countries and territories, Deloitte prides itself on being a purpose-driven brand. Purpose runs deep and wide at the firm, driving decision-making, engaging employees, and building customer loyalty. In fact, purpose is so critical to the firm's operations and its efforts to make a difference in the world that its C-suite includes a chief purpose officer. That critical role is held by Kwesi Mitchell. He is responsible for driving a firm-wide strategy around the areas of diversity, equity, inclusion, sustainability, and climate change, in education and workforce development, among other areas. He also helps employees live their purpose daily, supports clients on their purpose journey, and forms alliances to address systemic societal issues. Kwesi joins me to discuss his role, why purpose can be a growth driver, and Deloitte's latest research on the effects of purpose on C-suite leaders and their businesses. Kwesi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here. So, um, you know, I have to ask this, the chief purpose officer title. I mean, you're seeing a little more of this right now. And I think it's indicative of how far that the purpose movement has progressed. Could you just tell our listeners about the function of the chief purpose officer, how it benefits Deloitte and the customers you serve? I'm happy to. And and I would I would say that this is the best title I've ever had in my career. And I think <laughs> I'm going to retire when I'm finally rolled out of this role. Um, but more importantly, what I focus on within the firm is living up to our commitments around sustainability, equity, and trust. We have made several bold public announcements associated with how we would like for representation to change within the firm, how we would like to be net zero by 2030. Mm-hmm. We would like to impact the lives of over 15 million people within the U.S., specifically on developing the workforce of the future. So the purpose office is structured to meet those distinct commitments and drive impact at scale for a, for a firm of our size and stature. Mm-hmm. So that's where I spend the majority of my time adhering to those commitments, measuring impact, and driving scale and also collaboration so that we can do more to address some of society's most pressing issues and minimize our impact uh, with respect to things on such as the environment. You also, Deloitte also has a purpose office. And how many people are staffed in the office? It continues to grow. And, and part of it is because we have taken different parts of our organization and assemble them in the purpose office so that it's more of a direct interactions and growth overall. So for example, our our legacy function, corporate citizenship, which is responsible for us living our values daily within our communities through volunteerism efforts, now reports to me. We had a sustainability team. I'm effectively our firm's chief sustainability officer because we grouped them one and the same. So net-net, right now we have approximately 50 people within the office that will ebb and flow and likely grow in the future as we decide to have uh, impact more broadly. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Um, so Kwesi, a big part of your job is to educate the workforce about you know, living purpose while you're in the workplace. And that is a huge challenge for a lot of companies. How do you ensure that buy-in across the organization, especially for a company the size of Deloitte. It's fascinating because I think about buy-in really around shaping positive experiences, you know, um, which I know your listeners uh, think about experience on a daily basis to differentiate themselves. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, that buy-in comes through training that people receive on day one within the uh, within the firm on really understanding the purpose of the firm and how they live their purpose on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We then take that and we extend it to our project teams and how we serve our clients and specifically have structured a number of tools, assets, and other things that people can use that are exercises that they can move forward with so that mm-hmm. the team defines a purpose and they're looking for an objective that extends beyond you know, earning a profit on a daily basis. Right. Also think about how we create positive experiences around volunteerism. You know, annually we have for 20 years held an event, which is a collective day where we step away from client service and in fact deliver services to our communities called Impact Day. And just shaping Impact Day so that people understand this is core to whom we are, Mm -hmm. right? Let's educate you about why we do this. And those types of experiences drive the buy-in that we need to do this at the scale that we would like to. You talked about training on day one. Could you just talk a little more about the indoctrination process at Deloitte? Yeah, I'm happy to, because I'm, I'm very proud of it. We, we think about purpose across the entire talent lifecycle. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing on day one when you have your two weeks of initial orientation? Well, not only do we provide you with something like a t-shirt that promotes impact day, as I just referenced a few mm-hmm. moments ago, but we also have many modules that we educate people on like what we're doing around purpose and also activities associated with how we think about purpose individually and collectively. And ultimately, when we think about as someone advances through their careers, there's this key aspect of each one of those milestone trainings that people go through on an annual or every other year cycle, that there's distinct items built into our commitments around purpose, right? How do you become a better leader that leads purposefully? How do you become a better leader that grows diverse and inclusive teams? How do you think about like the impact and the smart decisions that we need to make as a team leader around sustainability and climate change? So within each individual item, as you continue to advance within the firm, there's this reinforcement on how we are not only a great company, but we are a great company for the world. Is that an exciting experience for, for new employees, especially for the younger generation? They want to work for purposeful companies. They come into a situation working for Deloitte, and the first thing they do is go through this purpose training. So is it, is it an eye-opening experience for them? It's an eye-opening experience. And, mm-hmm. and for example, I, I also, I'm a recruiting captain, so I still go back to campus and talk to the, the people that we will likely hire and join us. In fact, I have interviews this afternoon, which I always get excited about. Number one question I always receive are around topics such as purpose, diversity, equity, inclusion, and also sustainability. And, and I see so many people with respect to talent that are differentiating right, the decisions that they make on where they you know, earn their living based upon having shared values with that organization. I also think it it extends beyond the younger generation. I spend a lot of my time talking to people who are five-ish years out from retirement within the firm as well, who want to make a lasting impact on the firm in a purposeful way, such that they have left the firm um, in a better place than what they found it. And it's really great seeing the, the, the different extremes of our population, uh, of all of our people, who are worried about similar things and want to have purpose and make sure that the firm 
has the same values and that we're living those values on a daily basis. Right, right. That's 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 such great uh, news to hear. So you've made the argument that that purpose is a, com- a competitive advantage and it's a growth driver, um, but only when brand knows who it's serving and what they care about. Can you expand on that? I think purpose drives focus and just full stop, you know, because there are so many distinct things that organizations, particularly of our size, you know, we're over 100,000 people could focus on, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to sit back and say, here's our drivers with respect to our purpose. Here's the types of experiences we want to create with our clients. Here's the types of experiences that we want to have with our people. And we understand both of them well, such that when we talk about purpose, when we talk about shared values, there's things that resonate with them. The other key thing is it guides what we don't invest in, right? So it's really, you have this very, very virtuous cycle of being able to define your purpose, know your stakeholders in an intimate fashion, and then invest in things that matter and divest things that don't matter, which is what really leads to that increased value that you're driving overall. Right. I've talked to one chief risk officer who really talks about purpose in so many respects as a incredible planning device on what organizations focus on so that they remain really attuned to that and don't become diffused and diluted and start stepping out of their swim lane and creating issues that the organization might have more problems. There is a fair amount of skepticism out there about whether purpose, in fact, can drive, you know, bottom line growth. And it's becoming, seems to be becoming more prevalent. What are they missing? I think it's less what people are missing and things that they just haven't seen yet. Right. And because this journey is still pretty young, we did a recent survey and also it's backed up by some of our findings in our most recent global marketing trends report, really around consumers making decisions on price, quality and safety consistently. Right. The other item that surfaces is purpose in their mind. You are solely competing on price. Right. You're going to be in the situation where. Perhaps purpose hasn't necessarily raised up to the level that you would want to just yet. But ultimately, if you're competing based upon brand loyalty, you're competing on that connection that you form with your customers, with your consumers, and your stakeholders more broadly, purpose enters into the equation. So the the thing that I see more broadly that's taking place are people starting to see those demand signals that when they're pulsing their customers and understanding them that, yes, price and quality are important. But these customers in this particular demographic also cares about racial equity and what are the values there. Or conversely, these customers really want to purchase something that does not harm the environment and is, in fact, going to minimize their footprint from a greenhouse gas emission standpoint. Those things are starting to surface, and I believe that this trend will continue. So you've talked about the importance of understanding your audience. Talk about some of the other key attributes of being a purposeful brand. The other key attributes for me is that your purpose strategy and your business strategy are one one and the same. So I'll give you an example. I spend ample amount of time in front of our board and our executive committee as we talk about purpose as one of our core pillars of how we want to do business on a daily basis. So our corporate strategy has purpose embedded into it. And it's really about my role driving purpose into each individual part of the organizational problem. So for me, what you see really with organizations that are you know, purpose-driven and also who are reaping the returns of, of that 
it's this collective connect between business strategy, purpose strategy being one and the same because it differentiates you, as you mentioned earlier, on attracting talent, but it also differentiates you on your messaging, on the things that you're trying to convey to your stakeholders so that they understand truly who you are and why you are, in fact, the organization that's there best to serve them. Hey there, Beyond Profit listener. Are you looking for more ways to become smarter about purposeful marketing? Then allow me to introduce you to the ANA Center for Brand Purpose. The center offers playbooks, articles, events, a committee, training, and much more, all created to help you bring your brand's purpose to life. You can learn more about all the resources available by visiting ana.net slash brand purpose. Now, back to the show. So let's turn now to to your latest research. It found that one in five C-suite leaders said their company prioritizes and integrates purpose, but does not prioritize measuring and reporting on its progress. So what does that tell you? And uh, what will it take, you feel, to to create the sea change that the industry needs? It tells me that we're early in this journey and (laughs) that this is a complex topic. Yeah. And what I will point to as an example, Ken, is... For example, when people think about purpose and and we think about our diversity, equity, inclusion efforts embedded in our purpose journey, we put out our first annual uh, transparency report last year um, on diversity, equity, inclusion. Now, the number of other organizations that have done that over the last year to two years is growing exponentially, and that trend is going to continue. So I feel that we're just the the momentum is starting to pick up in things such as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Obviously, reporting out on climate and sustainability is continuing to evolve as people are thinking through ESG more broadly. And ultimately, I do think that that sea change is occurring. But right now, that accountability lever uh, is being explored. And I frequently talk to people around the data that they're collecting, how they're putting it to use, how they're asking different questions than they had historically. So I feel that we're here and that next year when we conduct this survey again, um, that we'll see that number have changed pretty substantially. Can you talk a bit about some of the metrics that you use to measure purpose? Yes, we think about purpose in, in a variety of different areas. And I'll go back to some of the uh, public commitments that we made. For example, we have our climate commitment, which we call World Climate. Mm-hmm. We are targeting being net zero by 2030. And in that, there's a number of distinct items that we measure from the standpoint of the amount that we travel, from the use of renewable energy, and and so on and so forth. When we take a look at some of our uh, metrics that we have with respect to diversity, equity, and inclusion, largely around representation, and representation not only from the standpoint of overall populations within the firm, but how we retain them, how we develop them, and promote them into like senior level positions within the firm as well. When we think about our impact outside of the firm and really within our communities is when we get into items such as our world-class commitment, um, where globally we are trying to impact 100 million lives through our efforts, heavily focused on education and workforce development. And there we've had some very prescriptive, you know, targets that we put out. So I feel very good that like, Collectively, we have a lay of the land on where we're trying to go within those areas. And then we those cascade down into a number of distinct KPIs, which I report out to our board routinely on. 
I just want to go back to a comment you made about that we're relatively new or the world's relatively new to the to, to the purpose journey. And, uh, you know, we're seeing lots of incidences of purpose washing. And I wonder if that's a result of companies jumping on the bandwagon and really moving too fast, because it sounds like the way you're, you're going about it is really measured, a measured approach. Is that is, is that why we're probably seeing uh, the purpose washing occurring? I, I always assume that even with the purpose washing, that people are, are working from the best of intents, right? And, and I say that because it's one thing to make an announcement of here's our aspiration and our vision of the future. It's another thing to get into the, like, the details of how you make that happen on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. For example, very easy to say that you're going to be net zero by 2030. Very much harder to then go out and convince you know, especially in an organization such as ours that is full of professional services, um, professionals who are used to climbing on planes, trains, and automobiles just to be at a client's doorstep at the drop of a hat. Right. We start to wind that back and do the things that matter. So I, I think, in my mind, when we talk about purpose washing, I really think of it as people doing things, you know, or trying to be duplicitous with respect to their messaging and more have set an aspiration. And then in the process of trying to live up to that aspiration, things have become diffuse or diluted. And hopefully they find on their, their, their path forward. But that's mm-hmm. being very prescriptive, very methodical. And you have someone with a background such as mine, I'm a chemist by training, <laughs> that you put into this role to have be very methodical and very deliberate on how we move forward. Let's, uh, let's go back to your, to your research. It also found that many company C-suite collaboration with purpose and sustainability functions is low. Clearly, it's not that way at Deloitte. What steps have you taken, though, to, to ensure that you have that collaboration uh, with executives across the organization? I, I have the distinct pleasure of spending quite a bit of time of our, in front of our executive committee. I have a very deliberate outreach and engagement strategy with other members of our C-suite, like our chief marketing officer. Um, in addition to the ample amount of time that I spend with our finance function, other parts of our operations on a routine basis. And, and we've been very deliberate about making sure that I collect opinions from all the different parts of our very, very complex firm so that we have just the standing mechanisms in place for that dialogue to occur. When I look at our research and, and our, our hypothesis more so than anything else there is that because people are just now naming chief sustainability officers, because people are just now naming chief purpose officers, that, that the, those muscles haven't truly been flexed on the collaboration standpoint mm-hmm. in a way that is meaningful. Um, and I do believe that that will change in the future. You talked about the importance of getting buy-in across an organization, and you just mentioned your collaboration with marketing. Uh, so I have to ask, since uh, the, the podcast is, is hitting a lot of marketers out there, Talk about the important role that marketing plays in uh, bringing purpose to life. Marketing to me is such a critical function for bringing purpose to life because our people and our clients need to make sure that our actions internally are aligned with what we are saying externally. Right. And I think when you look back at the marketing function, the amount of information that our marketers have on our customers, our stakeholders, mm-hmm. our clients, is so large that for me in my role, I would be foolish not to engage with our marketing function to understand what people are thinking and saying so that we can shape a journey around purpose that meets the expectations of everyone that we would like to consider our stakeholders. Mm -hmm. So 
that collaboration is just fundamentally key on building and understanding, having that collaboration from an, an engagement standpoint on a routine basis, and ultimately being able to align our internal actions with our external perception. Again, getting back to your to your uh, recent research, I found that a low percentage of C-suite leaders have their compensation tied to purpose priorities. What's holding companies back from moving in that direction? Finding the right metrics. And I'm okay. seeing that more and more. It's, it's been interesting watching more organizations, particularly across the C-suite, um, develop shared goal, share goals where it's, hey, we would like for representation within the organization to reach this level. We would like for us to be thoughtful on reducing our greenhouse gas emissions by this amount and really making sure that people are metric collectively rather than it being you as an individual own this. So I feel very, very fortunate, you know, within the firm that the the thinking is how do we embed different aspects of holding people accountable on our purpose journey? Right. The areas that they influence rather than saying, Quasi is the only person who's accountable. And if mm-hmm. we, if he's the only person whose compensation or career pro, uh, progress is tied to us meeting or not meeting those goals. If you were to look ahead five, 10 years, are you hopeful for where the industry is going to go in terms of the, the purpose movement? I'm not only hopeful, I'm excited. And, and I say that because what I see now are more and more collaborations that are being pulled together across organizations. I have more clients who are thinking about how do we do this together from the, like some of the aspirations that have been put out there. For example, we're part of a coalition called 110 that's focused on giving 1 million jobs uh, to Black professionals within 10 years, typically focusing on people who do not have four-year degrees. So people who traditionally will be left behind as we see our economies continue to evolve and develop. And so that coalition is 50, 60 different organizations, and it's growing by the day. And so the pull on collaborations of that nature where we're taking these great organizations, great research, having them be focused in specific challenges, I see that just continuing to grow which has me really excited about the things that we'll be able to tackle in the future and truly have business be a force for good. And, and also have that be a means by which we grow profitably and, and really are an impact um, on a world on a scale that we've never been before. Boy, that's terrific. What a great way to end this, uh, this interview. Thank you so much for, uh, Quizzy, for joining me on Beyond Profit. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Be sure to um, check out Quasi. He's going to be a featured speaker at the ANA's virtual half-day conference on May 12th. The theme is How Purpose Brands Drive Deeper Human Connection. You can register for the event at ANA.net. If you would like to recommend a topic or a guest for this podcast, please email me at brandpurpose at ANA.net. That's brandpurpose at ANA.net. Until next time, thanks for listening.